0: Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm never gonna come down. Because if I come down, I act like a clown and end up with a frown. So we need to turn it around. You know why? It's 420. Jehovah Wanna smoking in progress. I didn't realize they made it a universal holiday <laughs> and the Bubonic Chronic of the Tree of Life has given away free bud to everything that has breath.
2: Purest, pure of the plant of righteousness inhaled into you at your current level of faith because it's flowing out of you, out of your belly like rivers of living water. And that plant of righteousness is the very word of god which it is written in the word of god i inhale your word oh god i inhale your word at the laying on of hands they were healed because that substance the plant of righteousness which we tenderly and lovingly call jehovah want a better substance
1: mm-hmm.
2: healing the leaves are for the healing of the nations
1: and let's not forget that weed makes you dumb and lazy
2: all right so well, that's we are anti-marijuana
1: and it's the loser's should... drug yeah.
2: now some <laughs> people might argue well what about what about taking an advil or an aspirin or farm pharmakia Walking or the doctors line, and what they're trying what they're trying to excuse is they're trying to say that well i'm using it medicinally Marijuana, medicinally you have to understand regardless of your beliefs about the use of marijuana the spirits attached to that substance in this current state of the fall of mankind in the earth opens up the door for the demonic in your life So it's not so much about what you wish was true, or what you might reason it out, what reasons why you should or shouldn't have it. The reality of the physical, invisible world that you're already interacting with, whether you know it or not, you cannot escape it. If you partake in marijuana as a physical substance, you are opening the door to demons in your life. And it will harm you and it may harm the ones that you love. It's a very selfish thing, it's very demonic, but there's not a lot of education on the spiritual realm of these substances. And now, we might ask you, friend, why would you want something that's going to destroy your life from the inside out? When, as you can clearly see, there are so many of our friends, our good friends now, who have found a better substance that you can feel all the high and the joy and the presence and the peace of God with the biblical, I inhale His word. With that laying on of hands for healing, I'm laying it where? To my lungs. Healing in the lungs. Healing in the soul and the breath. Spirit, wind. And so it's not so much even about an external form as it is about that invisible substance coming out of your hands as you lay hands and heal the breath, heal the soul, heal the spirit. And this is a happy day, 420, a holiday for us of ceasing from inhaling the spirit of iniquity and choosing the Holy Spirit of righteousness and the plant of his garden of righteousness. Amen? Happy 420.
1: Yeah, that's cute. Holy... Shaba Here's
2: some to my
1: cat. You live intoxicated. Yeah, that spiked catnip.
2: <laughs> she likes it.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you know there's still coca leaves in Coca-Cola? But they've taken the cocaine out, but they're the only company in the U.S. That's allowed to legally import coca leaves. I'm sure they I don't have a that, shady side business. Sure I find that fascinating. I was like, no wonder why I like Coca-Cola so much. That's delicious. Favor. I was watching the History Channel yesterday on the, the Coca-Cola company. And Kellogg's, how we got flakes in America. Oh yes. she
0: really likes it.
1: Shabbat. <laughs> so that's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. We're pressing in to the celestial Torah of Moses. That's where my teaching and my schooling from heaven is at. And I can tell you, in all of my learning, going through the New Testament literally thousands of times, Revelation thousands of times, and spending probably over 20,000 hours studying and reading the Bible... Since Bible college in 1999 to 2006, two years at Teen Challenge, five years at uh, North Central University. I have never experienced anything so powerful in God like Celestial Torah. Last night, it was like the angel of Moses was teaching me Exodus. And I cried like three different times. I was just melting. I was... I don't... The fire of God was so strong. And it, it appeared to me what I was experiencing is the answer to all the fire and the greater glory and the, the cosmic sovereignty and the taking over of principality and everything was getting into to Torah. Mm-hmm. And I honestly did not know that. You know, and I usually follow the Holy Ghost and. As whatever has the most glory fire on it that has been predominantly the theme of my training and discipleship in the kingdom of heaven for 24 years what are we doing today whatever has the most glory and fire on it that's what we're doing today for the maximum eternal benefit of God the Father formed in your spirit man transforming and renewing your mind and that's all we've done for 24 years and It is shocking how it's usually something outside of your thinking in order to grow your spirit it's still 24 years later in the glory cloud I was born in the glory cloud raised in the glory cloud in continuous miracles signs and wonders from day one and I'm still completely shocked at the training of heaven upon our lives like who would have thought that all of the stuff that's anti law in Paul would be the complete reversal in the maturity of the church 2,000 years later? Because Paul's like laying foundations of new covenant grace. If you have that established in your spirit, rock solid, you know the New Testament like the back of your hand, you will be brought by heaven into the wisdom of the Old Testament you'll be brought into the wisdom of Psalms first week you're born again Mm -hmm. in its Old Testament you go into the minor prophets you go into the major prophets you go into job and jobs just an endless depth of God's heart there's wisdom in job that will be fathoming and revealing for thousands and millions and trillions of years it's just it's an endless discovery In the training of God upon our lives Truly what makes us sons and daughters of God Is that we're always students of God Always learning more about God And higher things that we never knew before Challenging our intelligence Challenging our spiritual mind Our soul mind And our, our fleshly mind Challenging every aspect of our existence For more of God Amen. Even when the impulses of the flesh are crucified, because I tell you what, you get into cosmic Torah with the angel of Moses, you ain't going to have lust problems. It'll burn your eye sockets out. You spend time in Exodus when you wake up in the morning. This is how you young men keep your way, your lives pure, your hearts pure, living according to your word. Your word is truth. Now I tell you the truth. I have yet to see... Anything more powerful against all of the lust and the perversion of this generation more than Torah? I mean, you read about even Apostle Paul stuff, and people get into grace and then they still sin and just grace, grace, grace. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you now, you get into Torah, and that struggle, that addiction, the masturbation, the pornography, the lust, the girls, and all the hormones, the impulses of the flesh, that stuff gets straight up terminated like the pigeons of Leviticus where it says ring their necks and splatter their blood on the side of the altar. (laughs) That stuff is like the ringing of the neck of the pigeons. You need to look at sins and the destruction of the animals as birds, beasts, and reptiles of different sins that have demon spirits 100% of the time behind them. If you struggle with lust, there's not even a chance that there's not a demon there. If you struggle with religion, 100% of the time, there's a religious demon behind the sin. So, think about it this way. When you get into Leviticus, and you will, because we're going to learn cosmic Leviticus, and it's
0: just completely
1: slaughter these demonic birds. Completely slaughter these demonic beasts. And the reptiles oh, and every fallen angel and bird and beast of hell will be completely wrung and <laughs> slaughtered like Leviticus prescription.
2: It reminds me of how upset the demons got when we were just <laughs> slaughtering the chicken the slaughtering the chickens declarations. They hate it.
1: So when you start to see the sacrifice of different thoughts inside your spirit inside your soul for there are many rooms inside that temple you have secret hidden rooms there's doors there's windows there's stuff you don't even know about inside you already because god's creation is gigantic when god created man and woman in the beginning it was like a universe inside of them And that's why the star stuff is so important because he breathed through the heavens to create man and woman. So you are a part of the heavens by being created by God. It's not something you can avoid. You can put your head under the sand and pretend like, oh, that's New Age or some kind of other thing and just reject an understanding of God's creation of Genesis 1, day 4, God creating the stars. Or you can get into Torah and understand the wisdom of what God did in dealing with the curse of the fall like Moses. I tell you the truth, we're going to come forth in the next few years. We're in training right now to come forth as Moses and Aaron company. Amen. And it's going to be severe upon the nations. This is the fulfillment of Moses and Aaron, and you can guarantee their angels the angel and spirit of moses and the angel and the spirit of aaron will help us constantly in the final exodus the exodus in exodus was a type and a shadow the bible says it was a type and shadow for wisdom and understanding of final exodus of god's people in the earth back into the third heaven garden of eden through the conquering of the second heavens like the wilderness rising up on the moon you are like you just crossed the red sea and you can hear pharaoh screaming from the other side i mean that's really what it is when you begin to exodus you begin to ascend resurrection is your exodus ascension is your exodus and there's always a higher height because there's no cap even to the seventh heaven there's no cap in god in any direction of spiritual growth it's endless it's infinite it's Ein Sof. it's it's so powerful you guys what god has made available to people today even though there's the most iniquity of all time from the fallen angels to prevent what rebecca and i have become predestined for ordained sons of god to lead cosmic righteousness in a wisdom like unto Moses and Aaron in the new covenant with the Lamb of God the Lamb of God if you read Leviticus is the sin offering what does it mean now you can be in the heavens and not be pestered by accusers devils against sin or past things that you've done or even stuff in your DNA and bloodlines why you have the eternal sin offering You have the blood of the Lamb of the eternal new covenant in the cosmos, in the heavens, in the earth, in the moon. The moon shall be turned to blood, which means we're going to have overcomers. Joel's army stands on the moon, the moon, so the moon turns to blood. It is written. It's not just, oh, the moon sign, and we're just animals down here looking at space, sharing (laughs) space pictures on Facebook all the time. Like, that freaking matters at all. That's not what it's about it's about you having the cosmos awakened inside your body to be a temple of where the holy spirit is over the earth the nasa stuff i mean it's fun and but that's really not it you're missing it if you had more wisdom you'd be posting revelation of genesis 1 and not space pictures so just stop that stuff (laughs) it's really off subject and it's really irrelevant it's almost like an animal response to cosmic revelation Or we're like, we just talk about space and stars now and we're like astronauts. And it's just, it's absolutely Mm -hmm. like infants in Christ trying to be mature and it's just off. It's wrong. That's not even wisdom at all. There's no wisdom in that. There's no wisdom in sharing space Mm -hmm. pictures. You repent.
2: So keep in mind, (laughs) if you find that offensive or it hurts the feelings... Consider what feelings... Sick your
1: space pictures.
2: Consider what feelings might Hate be hurt. Hate the
1: Hubble telescope.
2: Right. <laughs> Remember, when the animal sacrifice is being made, right, those things that prick the emotions, the response instead of offense, if you feel any prick of offense or defense, it's likely that there's that animal nature in the soul bearing the image of birds, beasts, and reptiles that needs to be slaughtered on the cosmic altar. And so instead of going, oh well i'm not you know oh you know woe is me just put it on the altar and let it be crucified with christ how dare you (laughs) so that what happens is then as you make that sacrifice by choosing not to be offended right choosing even if you do feel offense or hurt feelings to sacrifice that and receive that correction so then what happens is you choose humility with the free will that God gave you and that choice is you put that on the altar, what begins to happen is instead of just being hurt or offended or slandering or gossiping, I can't believe he said, you know, understanding that everything that Brandon's saying right now for teaching and training is so that you can grow into righteousness. So if you receive the correction and humble yourself. I'm just
1: angry at you.
2: Right. You know, think about it logically. it doesn't even It doesn't even make sense that he would even be angry. It's, oh, they're just picking on me. You see, Brandon has so much experience doing this. He's seen this hundreds of thousands of times, literally. It's the same reaction. It's the same thing. So you have to understand this might be a new thing for you. But he's very experienced in the priesthood of the killing of the, the animal nature, the human nature, right? So Moses is a bloody man, you know. But, uh... You know, and and that's a good thing. That sacrifice is what will take you over time to where you will be able to share and and get revelation of righteousness, of these cosmic things. This isn't some, oh, it's just all for us and none for you. No, it's this is how you do it. It's not the most easy thing in the world. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world. Hello, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it by now. Why is this a pioneering work? Why has no one done it? because those initial things that you have to deal with do not feel good. It goes against your nature. Mm -hmm. How can a plant go against its own nature? Divine grace.
1: All God's ways are anti-human, pure and simple. He says, put a fence around the mountain so no unclean thing come near it, and if it does come near it, it shall be utterly cut off. The soul shall be cut off from the people. And it also says it should be stoned to death. God is preventing the carnal nature from learning sorcery.
2: Amen.
1: That's what it is. He's protecting you. The discipline of the Father is to protect you from yourself. Because you don't understand. And the carnal understanding that you long for, to eat from the tree of the knowledge you can eat, to eat from the fallen angels, to eat from the serpent in the garden, to eat from the devil... Mm -hmm is to feed the flesh and get the the brain stronger in knowledge and still neglect Mm -hmm. and never grow the spirit. So the best thing you can do is shock when the brain Mm -hmm. is starting to just receive information. The brain, you Mm -hmm. start to get headstrong. That person is in the wide path of destruction. And so a true prophet, every single time in the Bible or in prophetic ministry, today in the USA will shock the senses so you go back into your heart and Mm -hmm. keep developing your spirit and you don't end up killing yourself through knowledge putting it in your head.
2: That's a really good word. Now a lot of times what happens is people try to do that to make up for what they lack in spiritual intelligence because your spirit if you've been neglecting the development of your spirit it's just a tiny little thing that's not a bad thing. Well toddlers you know, they have to learn to, to crawl and then walk. You have to learn to, to speak and make sounds before you form words, more specific sounds. To, and then you learn communication. That's a whole nother thing. So if you've been neglecting the growth of your spirit, and you're trying to be intelligent or trying to use intelligence to communicate, and you're reverting back to the carnal brain, well, your spirit hasn't even touched the brain yet. So you're going back to the throne of satan which is in that bone throne seated at the place of the skull where christ was crucified so that you could receive salvation in your skull the only way possible for you to inherit that place biblically levitically correctly according to your new torah is the sacrifice of it of the promise of that renewed mind that brain on the fire of the altar of the son of righteousness in your spirit and you have to grow your spirit and once your spirit starts to hit the brain you start to get the renewed mind the mind of the spirit working in your brain that's growing your spiritual intelligence so when that is lacking that's evidence that you've been neglecting the growth of your spirit or just a level of immaturity you're not there yet and that's fine in that case what did king david say I'm not going to contemplate those things that are too high for me. I'm just going to be like a content baby in my mother's bosom. I'm just going to drink that spiritual milk. That's what we do. We take these cosmic things and we put them into a form that's going to, yes, war in the heavens, attack the enemy, but also impart it into you in the amount that you can handle for all the levels watching currently. And we have angels that go out at the sound of our voice. And the angels surrounding you as you listen. Who are taking and giving those things to you. Imparting it to you. You're being cared for. You're being grown up in Zion. You're being raised. You're being disciplined. You're being loved. You're growing. You're growing up in Christ. So rejoice in that. And know that as you keep growing... There's those big moments that happen, those milestones, right? When a child, what's a milestone of your kid? When they, they walk for the first time. When they speak, they say their first word. That preciousness, that how much more precious are those moments of your spirit growing to your heavenly father than to your earthly parents or to an earthly parent? to their child, so understand it's a precious thing, embrace it, enjoy it. And once you understand how it works, you keep sacrificing the mind, thoughts, and opinions, keep growing the spirit, and you start to enjoy the fruits of that. And that spiritual intelligence, it will come forth, it will break through those strongholds in the mind, any kind of issue you might have in the brain, whether it's a deficiency, lack of you know we talk about lack of spiritual intelligence could be lack of emotional intelligence or any disorder of the mind that you know schizophrenia that bipolar you know religious bipolar disorder that comes in any kind of demonic activity in the brain that ADHD Mm -hmm. demon all those those messed up things that the fallen angels have done to the mind it gets healed But until it touches the mind, you tuck your mind into that seed. Mm -hmm. You can stay in there. You can grow in there. You don't have to try to reach those things that are too high for you. You can rest. God already has soldiers on the front lines warring for you. So if you just can tuck in and stay humble and stay obedient, obey the guardians of your soul that God has placed over you, it, you know those people God has in your life and then in this in this ministry, if you stay in that safe place and you grow in holiness you're you're learning and training for righteousness and holiness Holiness is the invincible shield to protect you as you grow humility, holiness, love you you lay hold of those things the measure that's of grace that's been given to you that's all God's asking of you. He's not asking you to, Hurry up and in two weeks go to the front lines, cosmic front. No. Grow where you're planted. Do what God's asking you to do, the works the Father has for you. And that's where you'll find the fulfillment of your office because it is written in the Word. If you read in the Word of God, that it's where you're fulfilling your office, Mm -hmm. where you're fulfilling your office. Mm. that's where you're going to be on track that's where you're going to be blessed that's where you're going to be prospering and abundant in your soul and in the rest of your life
1: I'll tell you mystery all hell is in the mark of the beast 666 now it's not microchips and guillotines that's nonsense I'll tell you wisdom second heaven's interpretation of the book of revelation at John's level apostolic understanding every foul detestable spirit of the kingdom of hell is inside the human brain hell is inside the human mind heaven is inside the mind of Christ so you're transfigured by the renewing the newing of your mind the removing of the old mind and the renewing of the current mindset you have right now so the kingdom of hell is in the human brain You notice that continuously about yourself and others what are you gonna do about it build up your spirit wash your mind be washed in the water of the word by the renewing of your mind and you will have healing in your brain now the demons don't want you to know this but the only influence they have is through the mark of the beast which is the human brain if you can at least come to the place where you understand that you'll understand all the works of the devil if you don't have that foundation you'll be clueless in spiritual warfare your whole Christian lives now we can wage the good Christian warfare against the beast or the human being amen and we do it together it's called catch me the little foxes that spoil the vineyard the vineyard what of the heart of God inside the believer's spirit that completely expunge divinity instead of expunging Satan. So, to fight the good fight of faith, you're renewing your mind to be passive and your spirit to be aggressive. It's okay to be passive-aggressive as long as the brain's passive and the Holy Spirit is aggressive. You're following God accurately. But if the brain is aggressive and the spirit's passive you are following demons 100 of the time loose and you need to be aware of it and needs to be brought to your attention because christians aren't taught right they're not taught temple of the holy spirit 1 corinthians 6 19 the understanding of the plumbing of the temple and the seed and the farming and the sower sowing seed and all of the elements that go into the new covenant you have not been taught accurately yet from a righteous, cosmic perspective of God's creation. What's God's creation called in the Bible? Torah, of what you are, what God is. We have some understanding, but really not enough to even save us. The church does not have enough wisdom to be saved right now. I mean, you go to heaven when you die, but that's not salvation in God's book. Overcoming death is what the Bible calls salvation dying and losing and having continuous problems, mm-hmm. sorrows, struggling with the same repetitive sin patterns. Oh yeah,
2: that's what the spirit kept mentioning, <laughs> that vision of, I, I think some of our viewers may not understand how bad the situation is. Uh, he was mentioning, uh, from your experience in research and your studies, uh, didn't, what were the statistics, or do you remember the ballpark statistics? 100%. Of, yeah. Of, uh, Actually, 1,000%. Okay, so this was really interesting. The Spirit was bringing <laughs> up what you mentioned on previous Joel's Bars about the um, use of pornography in hotel rooms uh, vers- with a normal normal everyday hotel usage versus when a Christian conference would come in. Do you, do you remember Yeah, that? it was that over
1: was... 50% of the statistics from Bible College. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pornography yeah, it? abuse is one of Satan's main stru- uh, strategies to completely destroy this generation through lust because lust of the eyes will terminate any possibility of vision and clarity which means you'll never see god or angels or heaven or be able to follow god you're just stuck in the dirt because you had sin i tell you the truth the most powerful thing to combat that start reading Exodus and Leviticus, but really Exodus. I feel that the angel of Moses is upon the Christian church, and God's gonna help you. He's not gonna just leave you to your sins, He's not just gonna kill you in your sins, He's gonna help you sanctify you from your sins. You know the Lord's name is Yadhe Vavhe Mekadeshim, the Lord our sanctifier. He's the Lord our savior, Yadhe Vavhe Yeshua, which means the Lord is our savior, but then he also sanctifies. He will sanctify you, which means he'll deal with your junk. Don't hide it from him. He'll deal with your stuff. He'll deal with your blind spots. God has perfect vision not to accuse you like Satan, but to sanctify you so you can have a better life. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, always for good, never for evil problem is is we're so defensive in our pride we don't let him come in and touch our wounds and we're like i'll just deal with it when god's not here god's the only one that can deal with it get vulnerable with god and get vulnerable with a a friend in christ someone online someone you know you know send it to rebecca at at the women
2: women can email me <laughs> if it's your problems with lust. If you're a male struggling with lust, please email Brandon or one ma- of the other Jack, men.
1: you can email Jake.
2: Email Jake. Yeah. Well,
0: or
1: Brian scary. Stonehouse. Brian,
2: yeah, Brian will give you the, the word. Yeah, we. Brian's got some man. You have good revelations. <laughs> the Remember Rule Three Hundred.
1: Lord stuck. When uh, Moses' stepdad comes to him and he says, Moses, what the heck are you doing? Look, you're, you're here all day long listening to the people that's going to kill you. That's what Ruel said. Yeah,
2: some good advice. Sephora's So the man who tried dad, to kill him.
1: <laughs> but listen, Moses listened to his stepdad and said, you're right. So he began to delegate everything to judges and anyone that had any wisdom yes. at all. Wisdom over thousands, hundreds tens and so he just gave it all out there you need to do that mm-hmm. and then Moses dealt with like just the supreme court issues is what scripture said mm-hmm. that's good amen and so that's what we're doing delegating authority Timothy
2: yeah that that's the lord been speaking about that well some people raised up in cosmic righteousness you know when God starts to give you like little responsibilities and things like that uh, which he's been talking about to me as well today that it's good, it helps you to grow, you sow that seed, you grow in your authority. exusia, which is really powerful, I would go for, you know, don't not go after the dunamis power, but I would really go after exusia for the power. That is authority. That is in cosmic righteousness. That is, you know, where we're going, our higher levels of exusia than we've seen. Not in a long time, not since Christ, and maybe, you know, the first... And, you know, and Moses, in Moses, in that first age, you know, the Acts of the Apostles. But, uh, rule, I think that was a uh, mark from your spirit. Mm-hmm. I have, a, we've got a message from the Lord, to scribe, scribe, some righteousness today. If we, I uh, think that was, because, you know, Moses. Right was, on cue. All right, that was right on cue. This is exactly what the Lord was talking uh, to me about today. And I got to experience Moses today. I know you talked to him last night. And then I was visited by his spirit today.
1: You were too. Yeah, oh. I, I didn't want to
2: tell you till we were alive because we no more okay. maximum impact. So Pretty you know. cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm mm. Just like, oh, okay. I love it because it's like, well, we could we could be in the same room, we could be in, in a different building entirely, and we still, we we talk about the same things. We speak spirit to spirit. We talk to the same cloud of witnesses. We talk. The most important thing is we talk to the same Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah, it's That's continuous crucial. synchronicity. Yeah. Continuous um just Cosmic agreement. Unity.
2: Yeah, unity. That's unity of the brethren. I'll tell you what. You're not going to have unity in the church. You're not going to have unity in your marriages. You're not going to have unity in your friendships until you get in the sun. Yeah, get. It's great. Mm. Get on the moon. Get on Mercury. Get on Venus. Whatever you got to pay the price for, get in the sun. Because that's where that stuff burns off.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I'll tell you. I know. Well,
1: where weeds go to die. That is. That's where. Happy 420. That's where weed goes to die. <laughs> weed goes to die. In just the to sun. release the wrath of the sun upon marijuana and alcohol and every dumb thing right. sinners are doing in the whole world. Amen.
2: All right. All right. Okay. So here's our message, <laughs> our word from the Lord, our from the scribes. <laughs> from the scribe a lot of, of dumb stuff.
1: The sun's gonna burn them up.
2: Amen. Amen. Get into the sun. Romans 10:17 Amplified Classic. So faith comes by hearing what is told, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ the Messiah himself, who has given us a word today. Joshua 1.8 Recite this scroll of the law constantly. Contemplate it day and night, and be careful to follow every word it contains. Then you will enjoy incredible prosperity and success. Joshua 1 7. You must remain very strong and courageous, be faithful to obey all the teaching that my servant Moses commanded you to follow. Do not deviate from him to the right or to the left, so that you will have overwhelming success in everything you undertake those who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness Jeremiah 31 2 thus says the Lord the people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness Israel when I went to give him rest the people who survived the sword as the land of the north, the northern kingdom Israel, when it went to find its rest. The north represents Gevra, judgment. Other translations say they found favor, they found grace. Those who survived the sword, circumcision, God's favor in the wilderness. Those who survive Gevra go on to find Chesed, his loving-kindness, his grace, his favor. Grace that is said dripping down, loving-kindness flowing down through sapphire stones. It's that very sword of circumcision that allows you to encounter a greater measure of his love those who survived who did not survive those who did not humble themselves to the word of God Where we find grace as we humble ourselves before the most high God for that word that sword that came out of his mouth to circumcise our hearts sapphire stone circumcision of all false love Everything of darkness to the other side. Genesis 27 The blessing of Isaac who represents Gevra. This is the blessing of Isaac. This is the blessing of those who survived the sword. And did he not survive the sword himself? When Abraham, who represents that loving kindness of God, brought down that sword upon him, the angel stayed his hand. The Lord provided the sacrifice own son Make, here's the blessing of
1: Isaac <laughs>
2: the blessing of the one Gevra Isaac who survived the sword may God give you of the dew of heaven and the fat of the earth abundance of new grain and wine Let peoples serve you and nations bow to you. Be master over your brothers and let your mother's sons bow to you. Cursed be they who curse you. Blessed are they who bless you. The threshing floor, the threshing floor of thorns. What was that ram caught in the thicket of thorns? The sacrifice that God provided. According to Jewish history, the burial of Jacob was made into a vision of the threshing floor of thorns and a display of royal crowns. Crown of thorns and royal crowns. It is written, And they came to the threshing floor of Atad, which is beyond the Jordan. And there they wailed with a very great and sore wailing. And he made a mourning for his father seven days. Genesis 50.10 That word Atad is the name of the box-thorn bush. And does a box-thorn bush have a threshing floor? Thorns are not collected and eaten. Usually a threshing floor is in reference to something like wheat, which is threshed and the grain is collected and eaten. But not a box-thorn bush. There is no grain on a box-thorn bush. They surrounded the casket of Jacob with crowns, like this threshing floor that is surrounded with box-thorns. Because the children of Esau, and the children of Ishmael, and the children of Keturah, those are the children of the concubine, who are said to have learned from Abraham's secrets and used them for sorcery. And so he sent them away. But at Jacob's funeral, they surrounded the casket with crowns like this threshing floor that is surrounded with box thorns, because the children of Esau and the children of Ishmael and the children of Keturah all came to the burial of Jacob. A sage taught initially, they all came to wage war with the family of Jacob, the twelve tribes. But once they saw the crown of Joseph, the viceroy of Egypt, hanging on the casket of Jacob. They, they all took their crowns and hung them on the casket of Jacob. Thirty-six crowns were hung on the casket of Jacob. This was the great honor accorded to the family of Jacob. The sons of Jacob, the eleven brothers, were saved by Joseph yet again. Remember Joseph's dream? He said to them, Hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves of grain in the field, when suddenly my sheaf stood up and remained upright righteousness. Then your sheaves gathered around and bowed low to my sheaf. His brothers answered, Do you mean to reign over us? Do you mean to rule over us? He dreamed another dream and told it to his brothers, saying, Look, I have had another dream, and behold, the sun, the moon, and eleven stars were bowing down to me. The wheat and the stars at the threshing floor of Jacob's death, Joseph did more than just save the natural grain to preserve his family. He saved and stored up the celestial grain and preserved the 11 stars.
1: Messianic blood, bloodline. Yeah. Preserved the bloodline to fulfill the promise of God the Father to Eve that your heel will crush Satan underfoot.
2: Amen. The threshing floor of Jacob's death is also a picture of Tiferet the son, the burial of the righteous seed. And righteousness had to prevail in that seed line through Joseph, whose sapphire is Yassad, who preserved righteousness by purity and was able to save the 11 stars and their seed or Celestial Grain. Hmm. This was for the cosmic perspective of Sapphire Stone generations, for the future of believers who would rise from sands to stars by eating of those preserved 11 celestial sheaves, having been threshed 11 celestial sheaves of wheat having been threshed and baked into celestial sapphire stone bread of revelation light through the glorification of the twelve tribes plus Dinah for the celestial ephod of the priesthood of Melchizedek, whom their father, Abraham, paid tithes to. Thirty-six crowns, were hung on the casket of Jacob. From Psalms 36, 36 crowns. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains, your justice like the great deep. O Lord, you preserve both man and beast. How priceless! Is your unfailing love. 36 crowns, 12 tribes, 36 crowns divided by 12 tribes equals three. And what three are these? Bina, Hakma, and Keter, those final steps in the celestial journey. 36 crowns inherited by the 12 tribes of Jacob, Tiferet the Son of Righteousness whose name became Israel. Tiferet the seed line of the Son of Righteousness whose name was called Israel. Heavenly Jerusalem 36 crowns 36 in the Hebrew Gematria to get that number 36 you add the Lamed and the Vav to add up to a value of 36. Lamed has a value of 30. Vav, a value of 6, making 36 crowns. The Lamed and the Vav. We already know from our Training and Righteousness Masterclass that the Vav is the fire rose of the middle part of the Sephiroth. But do you remember the Lamed? It is the Shepherd's Rod. For more on the Shepherd's Rod, Lamed, you can also see the video Cosmos, Crystal, Lambda, Power on our YouTube channel. It is the staff of Aaron, the staff of Moses, from the Garden of Righteousness, of the Friend of God. It was found in the place where Zipporah delivered Moses ...from Jezebel's prison... ...that it is always the spirit of Jezebel's plan... ...for deliverers of a generation... ...and their generations... ...to keep them... ...from ascending the mountain... ...to the sapphire stones... ...and that has always been... ...her demonic assignment... ...it's the Tower of Jezebel... Mm
0: -hmm.
2: ...her position in that tower... ...and her demonic assignment is to keep the saints from rising into sapphire stones. She tried to with Moses, and it's the same thing she tries to this day, but no more. In Jesus' name, no more.
1: Make straight the path.
2: In Moses' case, as we read, in the book of Jasher, the spirit of Jezebel first attempted to derail him from his destiny by causing him to marry the wrong person. The first Cushite queen that he was married to was given to him by the men of Cush. When out of their fear of being attacked by another nation when their king died, they chose Moses for their king because of his warlord status. Moses never joined to her because she was a Hamite. Because he never worshipped the false gods of Cush and never joined himself to her, she did not like him, and sought a way to supplant him. She had him removed and her son rule, calling Moses a foreigner and a slave of the king of Egypt. They sent him away peacefully, because they were afraid of him, because they knew the Lord was with him. But the spirit of Jezebel, by her words, caused Raoul, Zipporah's father, to imprison Moses. He liked Moses until he heard the report of what that spirit through that queen had decreed of him. And he put him in prison. He would have died in that prison unless Zipporah sustained him secretly for years. And she brought him bread. Whatever is done below corresponds to that which is above. From where did she bring him bread? From the garden of righteousness, where the rod of sapphire was planted, which he would take and lead the people of God out of Egypt. And what was written on that sapphire stick? And he approached the stick, and he looked, and behold, the name of the Lord God of hosts, Yad He, Vav He, was engraved thereon, written, engraved and written, and developed upon the stick. In the cosmic realm, it was the joining of the male and female in the center pillar of righteousness. Mm-hmm joined together by God. God did not hate Moses' divorce from the other Cushite he was previously married to. For it is written in the eternal law by the word of God made flesh, Jesus Christ. In Matthew 19.6, Jesus told the Pharisees, what therefore God hath joined together, let no man separate. In the cosmic realm, it was the joining of the male and female, Moses and Zipporah, in the center pillar of righteousness, that sapphire rod of righteousness. Joined together by God, God did not hate Moses' divorce from the other Cushite he was previously married to. For it is written in eternal law, By the word of God made flesh Jesus Christ. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man separate. In the NIV it says, So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. Moses was separated from his previous marriage because they were not joined by the will of God but by the will of other men. The Kushite men who were afraid out of their fear. They wanted warlord Moses to protect them. Their cosmic, celestial bodies of sapphire stones were never joined as one. When God brought, but when God brought Moses and Zipporah together by the shepherd's rod, the sapphire rod of righteousness, that middle pillar of the tree of life, joined them together, Moses and Zipporah, in celestial and terrestrial matrimony. What God had joined together, no man can separate. And their union brought about the deliverance of the nation of Israel, first by releasing Moses from that prison, then taking up the sapphire rod Upon whose name is inscribed, the Lord yad He vad He of Angelic Hosts, and bringing an entire nation out of Egypt on a journey to the Promised Land. What was the effect on Zipporah of growing in proximity to the sapphire stick of righteousness in the garden of the friend of God? And let this encourage you at the sound of my voice. This is what happened to Zipporah. This is what will happen as we draw near to God in cosmic righteousness, the rod of righteousness. Here are the words of Jewish sages about her. Zipporah, however, was lovely both in her youth and in her old age, and therefore was also called the Kushite Woman. And when... Ooh, thus she was called the Kushite Woman, even in her old age. There are women who are poor, the children of the poor who do not know how to conduct themselves when they come into contact with royalty. Zipporah, in contrast, was a Cushite, in her poverty and a Kushite with regal status. Moses recognized this quality in her, as it is said in Numbers 12, 1, because of the Kushite woman he had married. He married her because she was a Kushite woman. Zipporah's uniqueness is the subject of yet another tradition. Some women are fit. But not comely, while others are comely but not fit. While Zipporah was both beautiful and fit. Release that to the women learning righteousness. Both beautiful and fit. Some women are beautiful to others but not to their husband, and there are women who are beautiful to their husband but not to others. While Zipporah was lovely in the eyes of her husband and everyone, who beheld her. Midrash Tallahim 718. The celestial priesthood of Melchizedek, blessing to Abraham, through his tithes and offerings, went down his seed line. From Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, through the twelve sons, one of whom was Levi, and from Levi, sprang Kohath, then Amran, whose son was Moses the deliverer of the people of God in his generation this impartation was passed down through the seed line from melchizedek to abraham to moses who prophesied of jesus in deuteronomy 18:15 who would fulfill the book of the law of Moses, and fulfill the promise to Abraham of his seed that would come, the Christ, and fulfill that blessing and impartation that was given at the table of Melchizedek. For it is written in Isaiah 46.4, I have made and I will bear Even I will carry and will deliver you. The ten commandments given at Sinai were a shadow of the ten celestial commandments of the sapphire stones upon which Moses and Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and the seventy elders of Israel witnessed God himself standing upon sapphire stone so faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of christ the messiah himself
1: I assume I'm addressing believers now who are mature draw your own conclusions when we drink the cup of blessing aren't we taking into ourselves the blood the very life of Christ and isn't it the same with the loaf of bread we break and eat don't we take it into ourselves the body the very life of Christ because there is one loaf our manyness becomes oneness Christ doesn't become fragmented in us. Rather, we become unified in Him. We don't reduce Christ to what we are. He raises us up into what He is. That's basically what happened even in old Israel. Those who ate the sacrifices offered on God's altar entered into God's action at the altar. Ephesians 1 7 message because of the sacrifice of the Messiah his blood poured out on the altar of the cross that's why that stick the rod of righteousness that Moses wielded to do all the signs was the only thing Adam was allowed to take with him out of the garden of Eden from the third heaven God only let him take one thing. It was the stick that Moses wielded during the Exodus that was in Rule's Garden. That represents, like she said, the center, which is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. The center of the menorah, the cosmic pillar of the Spirit of the Lord. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross. Our cosmic rod of righteousness the cross we're a free people free of penalties punishments chalked up by all our misdeeds and not just barely free either abundantly free he thought of everything provided for everything we could possibly need letting us in on the plans he took such delight in making he said it all out before before us in Christ a long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in him everything in the deepest heavens and everything on planet earth hebrews 10:1 the old plan was only a hint of the good things in the new plan since that old law plan wasn't complete in itself It couldn't complete those who followed it no matter how many sacrifices were offered year after year they never added up to a complete solution if they had the worshipers would have gone blissfully on their way no longer dragged down by their sins but instead of removing awareness of sin when those animal sacrifices were repeated over and over they actually heightened awareness and guilt So what does the demon do? The animal? It heightens the awareness and guilt. For what? Jesus. The lamb. (laughs) Amen. Bring everything out of darkness into light. Why? For the awareness of Jesus. But it comes with the awareness and the guilt of the sins that are revealed by Jesus. You can't just keep those things hidden They will come out. They will be seen. And you cling to the Lamb of God. You marry the Lamb, the bride of the Lamb. Why? Because everything in her has been brought into the light. When everything in you is brought into light, you're either destroyed by Satan, the accuser, or married to Jesus, the Savior.
2: Those who survive the sword find grace.
1: So that'll be what everything and everyone goes through in the coming days because everything will be brought into the light it is written the hearts of all nations shall be revealed paul prophesied in scripture and anything whispered in secret shall be shouted from the rooftop anything done in darkness shall be brought into the light jesus christ said that so now it's his light and himself his cross and it's the rod of righteousness we still have it it's the gospel and it's the cosmic gospel and it's the narrow path and it's the cross of his blood and it's the upward calling but it is a revealer of all the human nature as sin to be married to the sin offering and that's where a lot of people miss it you can't just reveal sin Jesus reveals sin so that you can marry the sin offering which in Leviticus is the Lamb When those animal sacrifices were repeated over and over, they actually heightened awareness and guilt. Heightened awareness and guilt. The plain fact is that bulls and goat blood can't get rid of sin. That is what is meant by this prophecy. Put in the mouth of Christ. You don't want sacrifices and offerings year after year. You've prepared a body for me. A sacrifice. Hebrews 10.5 That is why Christ said as he came into the world, O God, the blood of bulls and goats cannot satisfy you. So you have made ready this body of mine for me to lay as a sacrifice upon your altar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the sacrifice of that body you're in right now is the altar of the cosmic tree of life, the cross of his blood. That's what it means to be engrafted into the tree. What is Romans 11? Engrafted into the cross, marrying the lamb, marrying the sin offering, and you only marry the sin offering as all your human sins of beast in head and hand, which is the whole kingdom of hell, are coming out. Amen. And it doesn't have to be ugly, it can be just like a, a burnt offering. Every day I die daily as a burnt offering marrying the sin offering so there's less of my humanity and more of his divinity and that's how we progressively go from just engagement an engagement ring which is the down payment of the spirit of salvation into full blown marital union by constantly clinging to the lamb as the sin offering in the revealing of our sins and it's so and so shall it be for all of you Hebrews 13:10 the altar from which God gives us the gift of Himself is not for exploitation by insiders who grab and loot. In the old system, the animals are killed and the bodies disposed of outside the camp. The blood is then brought inside to the altar. Brought inside to the altar, Christ in you, as a sacrifice for sin. It's the same with Jesus. He was crucified outside the city gates which is outside the heavens on the earth from a cosmic perspective, that is where he poured out the sacrificial blood that was brought to God's altar to cleanse his people. Then he brings the blood from outside the gate, inside the gate, in his ascension. Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. It is written. Why? So that through the blood ye can get off the earth into the heavenlies, which is called being engrafted or attached to to the vine in John 15 to bear fruit, which is be attached to the heavens of Jesus Christ's celestial cross where his blood pours down like a river of life. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Bless you guys. Mm. I got one more thing tonight because this is meat. Okay. Exodus 25. Exodus <laughs> 25. Put your drinking cap on and the Lord spake unto Moses saying speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering this is one of the greatest teachings of financial sacrifice of the financial sacrificial system of the new covenant you have gone from the sacrificial system of animals clearly to the book of Acts the sacrificial system of finances clearly written in the word and this is one of the greatest teachings on financial sacrificing in the entire bible exodus 25 verse 1 and the lord spake unto moses saying speak unto the children of israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart ye shall take my offering and this is the offering which he shall take from them gold silver brass and blue and purple and scarlet fine linen goat's hair it's like the whole list of everything the soulish whore of babylon has in revelation 17 and 18 Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's that whole list basically he's like offer to me everything of value in the entire world Mm -hmm. and that's what he's commanding and we'll do it willingly why because we want him to be our king and you do it through the apostles according to the word of god in acts blue purple scarlet fine linen goat's hair ram skins dyed red badger skins shittim wood oil for light spices for anointing oil and the sweet incense onyx stones gemstones set apart for the ephod and the breastplate and let them make me a sanctuary that i may dwell among them according to all that i show you after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof even so shall ye make it and they shall make an ark of shittim wood two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof and a cubit and a half in the breadth thereof and a cubit and a half in the height thereof notice that the offerings are to make the ark building the apostleship, ship building the ships that sail to god through the heavens the purposes of the financial sacrificial system of the new covenant is to create the ships that sail to god through heaven and that is what you're doing according to the word of god you're building the ark as you give financial offerings into red letter ministries in a major way amen amen Bless you guys, we'll see you tomorrow.